Hello and welcome to the Red Couch Podcast. I am your host, Hannah Theodore, and I'm once again joined by your usual host, Gracia Espinosa. Pretty good, right? Uh, yeah. Good. I was practicing last night. We had our staff dinner last night, and I had a few drinks, and I was practicing my Spanish. <laughs> I had a couple words. I could say, I said, si. Si, oh, I, always. Siempre. Oh. I'm getting better. Yeah, of course. This is what we said last time. We're going to, you're going to help me improve my Spanish, and I'm going to help you improve your English. It's a two-way street. You are my Google Translate, so <laughs> instead English, I am your Google Translate for Spanish. It's perfect. It's perfect. Um, so welcome back to the show. We're here again. This is our second of two end-of-year specials, as we're calling them. Um, just a little bit of a, of a, a girl-time catch-up before we head out on break, right? Today, Hannah has here, well, not a tea, but a glass of water. A glass of water in a very, like, like basketball-heavy cup. I'm not sure where this came from. It's not mine. It could be. Um, I do love basketball, but this is, I don't know. It was in the pantry. Now it's mine. Eat, sleep, dunk is what it says. Well, it looks like a cup of tea, so... Yeah, let's pretend. that. can pretend. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we are really like ran like winding down now because our last day will be... Is it already the... Yep. So our next day that will be done... <laughs> oh, my gosh. You can tell I'm mentally like already... We are tired. It's, yeah. December 18th will be our final day. But this Friday is like really the last day, I think. We've got our last deadline for our upcoming paper. Yep. If we're working ahead, not everyone knows this, but we do plan a lot for that New Year's issue. Mm -hmm. Very interesting for the international students. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot we have to do ahead of time because we want to have a paper on the stands for you guys when you get here in January. Um, so unfortunately, that means we have to get it on the shelves our first week back. Um, which is a lot. It's quick. It's a quick turnaround. Mm -hmm. And people might think that because they see the paper on the Friday that that's when it gets finished, but it's not true. We have to have everything in by Wednesdays at 5 o'clock. Yeah, and usually before Wednesdays. Depends on... Depends the topic, the interviewees, because at the end, uh, as a journalist and reporters, we... Um, we are going to try to to get the last news, but sometimes uh, it's not possible because in this moment the problem is the holidays, you know, the the Christmas. So a lot of people, for example, students. In my case, uh, in which I have to write an article related to uh, marketing students, they are not available until this Friday because they are studying for the exams. Hannah, right? Of course, yeah. It's a it's a busy time for everyone, and then everyone goes away, right? Everyone, and then everyone's on break. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely challenging, and there's not a lot of time to work on stuff when we get back, right? Yeah, so that's the tough thing. Because if you think about it, we're off on the Monday because that'll be New Year's, yeah. and then we come back on Tuesday, and then the paper will be, have to be done the next day. So it's quick. It's a real quick turnaround, um, but we can manage it. We're gonna do it. Of course, we are journalists, reporters. So we make it happen. No multi-skilled, multi-skilled. There it is, and that's. I mean, aren't your official title, Miss Multimedia? Yeah. Reporter. I think that's. 
I think that's what it says on your resume, or it should. Mm -hmm. um, so next year, we were talking, we were trying to think about what to talk about on this show, because there's so much that you and Well, we were talking, yeah. I remember that we were talking about uh, vegan food, because we have this event with all the FSU employees. Yeah, and we were talking about all the topics that we are going to do in the next, oh, and the first newspaper of 2024. This was last time, or are we carrying on? I remember we were talking about the vegan food because I, I asserted that I probably wasn't going to go to the potluck on account of usually there's not a lot of vegan options. And then I heard that uh, someone was going to be bringing pupusas vegan pupusas probably with just beans which Patrick is the person who is going to is it Patrick or Katya downstairs Patrick okay I... because uh, yesterday when we were in the dinner it's like side hustle isn't it mom is from El Salvador and a traditional dish is that one so and he said he's the best one I believe it I mean I'm inclined to believe Patrick Anyone out there listening to the Red Couch podcast, you've probably met Patrick before because he's all over the place. It will be very interesting. The problem is he usually is in the South Campus. Yes. So when we see him, it's like, hello, and bye. Yeah, we see him for five seconds, and then he runs off again. Um, so it was last night was like a reunion to like see Patrick and hang out with him for longer than five minutes. You gave me an idea to for a podcast. Oh, really? Are you going to bring Patrick on the show? I will lie. He's a very interesting person because uh, he organized all the events in the South Bank, uh, South Campus. And there, there are a lot. Um, when I was talking with Kami uh, Arisa, the event organizer here in the main campus, she, uh, she told me something very, very cute for from Patrick. He said that, well, the students deserve the best, so that's why I Sorry, I we are. I'm going to try to do all the events that I that I can do. <laughs> I love that. It's true. There's like, especially at South, like you want to see a lot of stuff happens on the Oxford campus, but it's nice when things are happening in South too. Um, now the other thing that we talked about because the season immediately following the holiday season is my favorite season, and that is award season. Um, I'm such a slave for an award show. I watch them all. <laughs> um, like even the ones that like are lesser or like less exciting. I love the Emmys. I've been waiting forever for the Emmys because they got delayed. Yeah. I know you have the nominees list because I was like last year was a this past year has been like a TV year for me personally. Um, there are still a lot of movies I need to get caught up on, but I did watch quite a lot of television uh, this past year. So I'm very excited for this particular Emmys. Yeah, well, in my case, I am a person who really likes uh, uh, to watch TV. I am still the person who, is, who watches TV, but I could, couldn't recognize all the hosts uh, who are nominated or, or, the pro, or the TV show. So for me, it's interesting because at the end, all these uh, awards and nominations are for me like a shock. Because I you like didn't see much of them. Yeah, I have never seen them. Mm, for example, uh, RuPaul, 
You ever seen RuPaul? I mean, it's now very popular in my country. Yeah, well, because they now have Drag Race España. We have, and we did like three editions, but yeah. very recently. So yeah. I met RuPaul and all the drag queens perhaps two, three years ago. So yeah, and it's a very popular TV show, you yeah. know? Yeah, I mean, well, it's, it's interesting that it's been like, because I've been a fan for like a long time. And now I, I try to keep up with, there's so many variations, right? Mm -hmm. So like I watch, consistently I'll watch like the, the American version, like the standard RuPaul's Drag Race, and then I'll watch Canada, and I'll watch Drag Race UK usually. Um, and then I'll kind of just like follow along with the other seasons through social media. So I've seen that there's been Drag Race, they have Drag Race in Spain now, they're gonna do Drag Race France, Drag Race Down Under, it's everywhere. Yeah. Drag is global, and it's mm -hmm. pretty amazing to see. Um, but yeah, they were, so I think RuPaul was probably nominated for like host yeah, again, right? Paul is nominated as the best host. Yeah. And the other host that I saw very interesting, it was the host of the Fortune Wheel. Oh. I didn't expect that because- No, is that? He continues there, so I didn't expect it. I mean, we had that show, but long, long time ago in my country. So when I saw it's still, you know, um, uh, on TV, I, I was in shock. I even expect that. That's fine. I realized I just mixed up The Price is Right and Wheel of Fortune. And now I can't remember. Pat Sajak. That's the host of Wheel of Fortune. So it's Wheel of Fortune or Fortune Wheel? Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. Okay. Wheel of Fortune. That's what they say. I. No. <laughs> it was, um. you know, when I was growing up, my grandma, it was like tradition every night. At, it's 7 and 7.30. It's like back-to-back -back Jeopardy and then Wheel of Fortune or the other way around. But that was like every night in my grandma's house. Another host that I that I know is nominated is the host of Fam Family, Fe I Family Feud. Yeah. Is it still Steve Harvey? Yeah. Iconic. So. <laughs> I love watching. Um, do you ever like get TikToks on your For You page just of like Steve Harvey hosting uh, Family Feud? I love I love Family Feud. I love game shows. I love talent shows. That's why I'm like, I used to love like American Idol growing up and like talent, like singing shows. So I think RuPaul's Drag Race is just like the perfect combination of everything. American Idol, I mean the Spanish version, uh, arrived to um, to my country on 2000, no, yeah, 2000, 2000 sorry, 2000. So almost 20 years ago 20 yeah and the name is different it was not american idol it's like operacion triunfo is like main goal um mm, oof, i don't know how i can i can translate tri oh. triunfo but it's like main goal um uh, get the glory you know like okay. something like that the translation i mean if, if, if i'm not mistaken and i might be super wrong but like i'm pretty sure it started as a uk thing I I suppose it was some yeah because and it, I think it was just called the idol it was because it's like it's Simon Cowell and um it, you know the folks that he usually works with so I feel like it started in the UK and then it came over to the US and just became like it was such a cultural phenomenon at the time like I, yeah in that moment mm -hmm. Clarkson winning and like I don't know live TV used to be such a moment when everyone used to t like tune into live television like that. That was like so captivating. Yeah. 
waiting to see the votes on American Idol. At the end, the first edition of all the reality shows are the most implement, implement, emblematic. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the same with American Idol, Idol in the UK version. And I was thinking if, um, of Big Brother, the first edition yeah. is always because it's new, the, um, the participants don't know how it works. Yeah. The same is going to happen for the Squid Game, the challenge. The oh, yeah. I think the, this first edition uh, is going to be always better than the second one because in the second one, the third one, all the participants can know what is going, what is going on. Or do you think they're going to do that again, though? Because wasn't the first season like a total bust? They are going to do it again because at the end of the last episode, the number 10, yeah. uh, they, um, they showed the, the link to, for the casting, you know? So, and I entered in the website because I was you curious. Entered? Yeah, of course I was curious because I, I wanted to know because the show uh, was uh, shooting in, recorded in UK. That's, that's the, um, all the complaints. I mean, that's the reason of the complaints mm. for, from the participants because the first game, the red and green light, it was recorded in UK on January at 5 a.m. And that game was seven hours. We can see it in the first episode, one hour, yeah. but all the participants were in that game for seven hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because I wanted to understand why the participants were so upset with Netflix right. or, and the complaints. And it, it's, it was from this first game, um, and I read that participants um, um, banished uh, during the game. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like I just disagree with it on a fundamental level. <laughs> like, <laughs> why, how could Netflix like so horribly misread their own like Squid Game? I feel like was not a. You weren't supposed to actually turn that into a game show. <laughs> like, I feel like the whole message was like not supporting these kinds of like the crazy things people will do for money. And then Netflix was like, yeah, let's make a reality show. For me, the worst thing as, as a viewer, uh, it was that they didn't receive any kind of money, the, the participants, because in, in Big Brother for eight days, they were inside the house. They received like a salary, you know? Right. But in this case, no one except the winner. That's the tough thing about Drag Race too, where I think they do get like a weekly payout or something. But they receive something, so. They do have to, the, the thing now with Drag Race, and this is why like, it's really great to go back and watch like, not so much the first season of Drag Race, cause they were still, it was a lot of growing pains and it was not quite like at its peak yet, but like seasons four, five, six, um, you know, it was still kind of like operating at this like, mid-level budget and there wasn't as much of an expectation for the queens to have these like really expensive like immaculately designed outfits and costumes and just generally bringing really lavish drag but as time's gone on like it really feels like you have to have a lot of disposable income mm -hmm. to be on drag race because the standard is so high now um, it's great because the drag is like really high level, but it's like you wish you could see some like diversity in terms of income. So Hannah, these participants, um, all the participants of the uh, RuPaul 
drugs race, they receive a salary to invest on makeup. Not before they get there, from what I understand. Um, like, I feel like they have to basically invest in their drag by themselves, like, before they get there. Um, and a lot of the time, like, people are making their outfits for them, right? Like, designers are working with them to make these, like, custom outfits. So the it's amazing work, but it's not cheap, right? And wigs? Yeah, expensive wigs are. I didn't know, but, like, like good wigs are crazy expensive. Um, so, yeah, th some queens could spend up to, like, forty to $100,000 just to be on the show. And I think that drag, uh, all the drag queens, as the cosplayers, it's not only to buy the, the wig. They have mm -hmm. to um, cost customize the yeah. wig. That's yeah. the, the problem because it's, it was not only money. It's the, you have to create... Um, a specific yeah. or to change the color. I I saw I watch a lot of videos um, of um, from cosplayers, um, and in that videos they explain how they change the color of the wings or how they create the curlies in characters like Sailor Moon. You know that they have a long um, hair, um, but they have two bands in both sides of the head so it's a lot of work mm -hmm. and if you don't like if you don't personally possess that skill set then you have to like pay someone else to do it for you right so yeah. i think that's where it can add up sometimes for uh i i, I just feel it's a lot of money to put down and you don't know if you're gonna win right mm -hmm. but i mean it's great as a viewer the drag is amazing always and every season just gets better and better but uh there's something so special about like when things were still kind of like pieced together. Um, I don't know. Uh, well, after, well, a part of the TV shows, uh, of course, series, and one of them, I mean, a lot of series, I didn't watch them, not yet, because <laughs> I'm, I am addicted. I mean, I have an addiction with series. So if I start, I have to finish the yeah. same day. That's okay. my problem. Oh, fair enough. But one of them, um, that I watched, uh, and I think you too, last of, the Last of Us. Did you watch the Last of Us? Yeah, of course. I love, I love uh, zombie series, zombies oh, okay. movies. So for me, it was mandatory this one. Gosh, I okay. So I've probably seen the Last of Us, like, and of course Pedro Pascal was nominated. Was he was nominated for best actor in a drama series? But only in the Emmys or in the got nominated for the Golden Globe as well. And then you know what? So he might have a hard time in the best actor category in at both award shows because of the Succession cast. Oh, because he got Kieran Cul Kieran Culkin, Jeremy Strong, and Brian Cox all, and it was Succession's last season. So they don't have another chance to win that award now. I think Brian Cox has won it every other time he's been nominated. Um, this year, they think it might be Kieran Culkin. Um, but where Pedro might win is um, he's actually he's nominated for, I, I want to say it's like best guest actor in a comedy series. Let me um, see if I can. Yeah, Pedro yeah. Pascal is nominated performer category. Yeah. I'm I suppose in the male yes for for the male actors yeah and then the other one is like something something about a guest actor in a comedy series for his also, yeah from the female uh, I mean actress uh, Bella Ramsey Bella Ramsey yep yeah um mm, and uh, another well 
multiple nominations uh, in this series, The Last of Us, and included Murray Bartlett. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Offerman, probably, as well. From Melanie... Melanie Linsky. Linsky, yeah. Uh, because the other series I don't recognize, like Beef, Tuca and Bertie, mm, The Bear. The Bear is one that I want to watch, and Beef as well. Like, I know these are all shows that I should have been keeping up with. My year was just, just totally consumed by The Last of Us and uh, Succession. Like, I watched both of them, and I watched the, I watched The Last of Us, like, a lot of times. Like, not just one time. Like, several times I've watched The Last of Us. Um, so even though I know Pedro might not win it for that category, but he might win for his other nomination for he hosted SNL uh, back in February. I don't know if you have seen any of the clips, but he did an amazing job. Um, and so he got nominated for like best actor in a or guest actor in a comedy series or something. Um, so if anything, he might take it for that because the succession actors might take the drama awards, but Pedro might. Peter might get that one. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you watched uh, the movie The Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, not yet, but I heard you weren't the biggest fan of this one. Well, I really, really didn't like. So that's why I want I want to know your opinion about this movie because I know and pretty sure that Leonardo DiCaprio is going to be nominated uh, for the Oscars. And you has just told me before the podcast that he's nominated for the Golden Globe. Because he, I mean, perhaps I didn't like very much the movie, but he did a um, very good job in, in that movie. Well, we'll see what happens at the Globes. It's usually a good indicator of what's going to happen at the Oscars. Um, he's got some tight competition as well in that category. We are going to have to talk more about this yeah. another time, unfortunately, because that... I think that we blazed right through and I think that's it we told we talk we did it you know, I mean this is what I'm saying if I start talking about awards I can go on forever um, but this has been so nice just chatting with you these last couple of episodes we should do this again sometime I'll come back whenever you need a break from hosting um, that is gonna do it for us on the Red Couch podcast today you can check out every episode on our YouTube channel or wherever we get your podcasts while we're away on break, because um, we are done now for the next couple of weeks, you can keep up with our stories on our website. And uh, we'll see you back uh, the second week of January. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Bye for now, guys. For the Interrobang, I'm Hannah Theodore. <laughs> <laughs>